Deutsche Welle. Learning by ear. Listen up. Shape your future. Hello and welcome to our Learning by Ear series, General Knowledge. In today's program, Jenny and Jack are sweating hard. Not only because it's hot, but also because they've got a few tricky questions to figure out. While they hope that a refreshing rain shower will soon cool them down, they ponder where rain actually comes from. And Jenny finds out that know-it-all Jack is a bit of a wimp when it comes to thunder and lightning. Hello, Jenny. Jenny, how many more liters of water are you going to drink? Oh, that feels good. Hey, Jack. Aren't you about to explode? <laughs> no, but I was really thirsty. I can barely stand the heat. When you do a lot of sports, you have to drink a lot. The same goes for you, dear Jack, even if you barely move. I could also do with something to cool down. The sun has been burning down us for weeks. Indeed it has. Imagine how good it would be if it finally rained a bit. Wishful thinking. What makes you so sure it's not going to rain? Because I'm an amateur meteorologist. A what? An amateur meteorologist. Oh, really? Since when? And what does a meteorologist actually do? A meteorologist is a weather expert. I can answer any question you have about the weather. Oh, yeah? I'm going to test you then. If you're so sure that it's not going to rain anytime soon, explain to me how rain actually comes about. Don't you know? Do you think there is a rain god which just lets it rain from time to time? I've got no idea. You tell me. No problem. Um, well, give me a couple of hours and I'll give you all the scientific details. Fine. And in the meantime, I'm going to find a real meteorologist who can tell me when it's finally going to rain. Jack, it's nice of you to invite me for a cup of tea. What's the occasion? I want to demonstrate how rain occurs with the help of a simple experiment using hot water. And then I'll make a cup of tea with the hot water. Aha! I'm all ears. Basically, you have to imagine that there is a constant movement of water between the atmosphere and the earth. It evaporates, rises and falls as rain. Do you get it? I get it, but what's that got to do with this pot of hot water? Watch carefully. I'm putting the lid on the pot now. If after a while you take off the lid, you will see the steam has formed in the pot. The heat turns the water into steam. And then? The steam rises up to the lid and then drops form. And just like rain, they fall again. In our experiment, the drops fall back into the pot. So basically, it's raining in the pot. Okay, I understand the steam in the pot and the drops. Does that mean the lid is like the sky? Yes, pretty much. Remember, the earth's surface is about 70% water. The sun hits the water. In our experiment, the cooker heated the water from below. But the sun hits the water on the earth's surface from above. The water evaporates in the same way because of the heat, and the steam rises. The higher the steam goes, the cooler it becomes. And the atmosphere gets colder the higher up you go. I think I understand what you're getting at. The cold air in the atmosphere works like the lid of the pot in our experiment. 
In both cases, the steam transforms into drops of water. Exactly. But something else happens before the drops fall as rain on the earth. The drops form a cloud. The cloud rises to a height of 5,000 meters. It's minus 20 degrees centigrade up there. And water freezes at zero degrees. So the drops freeze in the cloud and transform into ice crystals. More and more crystals form and stick to each other, getting heavier and heavier until they fall. But when it rains, don't the ice crystals hurt when they fall on people's heads? Of course not. The ice crystals don't literally fall on people's heads. As they come back to earth, the earth crystals travel through layers of warmer air as they get closer to the earth. And when the air is warmer than zero degrees, the ice thaws and turns into raindrops. Hopefully it will rain again soon. Otherwise, we're going to be sweating for ages. Did you manage to find a real meteorologist? I did indeed. I called a weather station and talked to one. And did he tell you how rain comes about? He did, but I'll only tell you once I've got that cup of tea you promised me. Oh, sorry. I almost forgot. So, tell me, what did the meteorologist tell you? He predicted there could be a thunderstorm today. That's good news at last. Then the air will cool down a bit. I just hope it won't last. Is the big amateur meteorologist scared of thunderstorms by any chance? Well, if you are asking so directly, I must admit that I'm a bit wary of storms, especially when the thunder is so loud. Who would have thought that our little Jack would be scared of thunder and lightning? Don't make fun of me. Didn't the meteorologist tell you how dangerous lightning is? Well, yes, he did. I also asked him how lightning and thunder actually occur. It's an interesting question, Jenny. When a thunderstorm is brewing in a cloud, there is a strong wind. The drops keep hitting each other and become electrically charged. The light particles, which are positively charged, rise to the top of the cloud. And the heavy particles, which are negatively charged, sink to the bottom of the cloud. The electrical charge builds up within the cloud as well as between the cloud and the earth. When the discharge occurs, it is seen as lightning. And you have to be careful when lightning strikes. You certainly do. A bolt of lightning can be as hot as 30,000 degrees. And what about thunder? Because lightning is so hot, the air around expands. It all goes really fast like an explosion. It pops and crackles. The thunder is the lightning sound wave. How come you see the lightning before you hear the thunder? The lightning travels at the speed of light, whereas the speed of sound is much slower. Unless you are in the storm itself, and then it all happens at the same time. And that's when Jack gets scared. Who's Jack? Jack's my friend. He's scared of thunderstorms. Thanks for explaining everything to me. You are welcome. If you ever have another question, just give me a call. Bye. Bye. I'm not really scared of storms. I just get a bit worried. Do you know, Jack, that you're lucky to have me? I know what to do if there's a storm. What then? I'll tell you when it's raging. I think the storm is brewing, Jenny. 
Well, it's a good thing we're safe at home. But what if we are outside and the storm had surprised us? Well, we would have to find shelter fast in a car, for example. Nothing can happen then because the metal would divert the electricity to the ground. Lightning always strikes the highest point. Therefore, you should avoid trees, masts, and metal fences. And you should try not to be the highest point yourself. But what if you're in the open air and you can't find shelter? Then you should crouch down in a hollow and touch the ground as little as possible. You should put your arms around your legs if possible. And the most important rule is never to stay in water if you're swimming and there's a storm. Because water conducts electricity, of course. Exactly. Jenny, when I'm with you, I don't think storms are so bad. Great. That's what friends are for. Let's just be happy about the rain. You are right. We should be happy. <laughs> the rain is going to do the two sweaty friends a lot of good. But soon, there'll be another knowledge contest between Jenny and Jack. But that's all for today from our Learning by Ear General Knowledge series, written by Leona Frommelt. Remember, you can listen to all our other programs on our website, dwworld.de forward slash lbe. Thanks for now, and don't forget to tune in next time.